This is Becoming, a podcast for teens and young adults. Episode 36, Tales from Teens with Maudan Tahori. Hi there, and welcome to Becoming, a podcast for teens and young adults, where together we are becoming more than we are and who we were always meant to be. Each episode will feature different topics to enhance your growth, help you see the world differently, and discover who you really want to become. We are your hosts, Tani Beardall and Erica Peterson. We will be interviewing guests with unique experiences and experts in different fields to help us get the most out of each episode. Today we are with Maudan Tahori. She is such an awesome teen who is taking initiative on her own to reach others and to share the light that she's been able to find herself and has been able to reach others. Maudan, we're so excited to have you here. We want to just hear a little bit about you. Tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and what we're talking about today. I am a teen. I am 15 years old. I live in California here. I'm interested in a lot of things and I think kind of have an eclectic group of hobbies that I'm like interested in. I I think my longest lasting hobby so far has been advocacy or activism. So I got really into that probably last year or the year before, especially with everything that's been happening in this political climate. So I got really into that. And then I also am interested a lot in psychology. And then I do some stuff on social media as well. So those are kind of like my main points about what I do and who I am. That's exactly how we found you. We connected on Instagram and I started following your feed and you're super inspirational. And I'm shocked to hear that you're 15. Yeah. Sure. I don't know if you just saw my face when you were saying that you're 15, because I thought that you were maybe 17 or 18, but yeah, you are definitely very mature for your age. And so driven and focused. Yeah. I'm so impressed with you. You're very self-aware, and not only are you self-aware, you're also trying to help others learn how to be as well. That's been so impressive to watch you. I have tried to recently turn a lot of that energy that I've spent, you know, working on myself outwards. And I think I've had kind of that inkling to also share my story, share the things that I'm learning and start those conversations. So I'm happy that I am kind of in a place with social media now that I can use that to talk to other people who are going through the same thing or just and hopefully inspire somebody to um, do that work on themselves and, you know, better themselves. Yeah, totally. I think social media, you know, it has such negative feelings sometimes for some people and it can be something that can be really harmful, but it can definitely be a tool to like connect with others and help others and help ourselves. So I love that you're using social media in such a positive way as a teen and what better way than being able to help others. I think that's so awesome. So today we're talking a little bit about mental health and you have some personal experiences with mental health, but I want to kind of ask you when your first mental health experience was or when you first noticed that in your life. So I think there is the idea that 
whatever we experience is very normalized for us. And so we don't realize that to other people or just in general, it's not normal because we live with ourselves all the time. So I think that was the case for myself. I think I definitely struggled with different mental health things earlier, but I couldn't understand, I guess, at that point in my life that it was that or connect the dots in that way. I think the first time I really began to realize that maybe this wasn't normal or this was different was in the sixth grade. So in sixth grade, I had a little maybe two or three months where I really was going through very like heightened anxiety. And that was the first time where I could see that this was more than just the general stress of school and all the extracurriculars. And so that was the first time I kind of came to that awareness that maybe there's something here, maybe there's something I need to do about it. And yeah. So when you recognize this in yourself, did you just, you know, keep it internally and think about it? Or did you express anything to any loved one or adult? So I did try to express it a little bit, but I think not having the vocabulary to talk about your experiences is very frustrating. So being able to say that this doesn't feel right, but I can't tell you how or why or what makes this different to what you would interpret as normal stress um, was probably one of the things I made that made it a barrier to really talking about it more, mostly because expressing it to my friends or expressing it to my parents, it just came off as stress, which we all go through. And so there was that in the beginning where I didn't really have the vocabulary or the knowledge completely about what I was going through to really say, like, this is how it differs from just the normal stress or just the normal um, school anxiety about, you know, different things and tests and, and friends and all of that. So, yes, I tried, but there was that barrier. Was there anything that really triggered this anxiety in you or was this something that was just happening in general in your life? I'm sure there is something that, like definitely made me more anxious and then continue to have the same kind of coping skills, which probably just made me more anxious at that time. Um, But I can't think of any specific event that triggered it. I know that I had heightened anxiety um, from that point on in my life and then just continually as I continued to grow. Yeah, I can't think of a specific event, but I know that it was just kind of as I like to think of it, kind of an overreaction to maybe the more normal things that others would have maybe the coping skills to deal with um, or would interpret in a way that was more healthy. I'm so impressed with your ability to even try to express it. So you recognize that you were starting to really struggle with a heavy anxiety and this was something that felt abnormal from your past experiences. So you knew it felt like a heightened experience. Did this anxiety start leading into a path of depression? How did that evolve for you? Yeah, so anxiety and depression are kind of like cousins. So they're very like interconnected. Um, If you have an anxiety disorder, sometimes you, or most of the time actually, it's related to sometimes having depressive episodes and things of that nature. So for me, I struggled mostly with anxiety for all of my life and all through freshman year. 
To give context for kind of what that was looking like, my anxiety was difficult to cope with, but also made me very focused and driven. And so during my freshman year, although I was very anxious, I was accomplishing a lot. And so kind of those two things working in tandem, you know, already not taking the time to really look internally and see what was going on, but that anxiety causing me to go out and look for more things to do and adding to my plate instead of slowing down put me in a situation where as I went into my sophomore year, which was this year for me, I had too much on my plate and I didn't have enough time for myself. So those two things kind of created my most recent struggle with depression. But to really paint the picture of what that looked like. So my freshman year, I did tennis um, at the beginning of the year. I was doing all my classes. And then in my spring semester of my freshman year, I had organized the walkout when all of the March for Our Lives things was happening. And off the back of that, I had started a nonprofit with a couple other student activists at that time. And then that summer, I had done like a summer camp in DC, which also had like a program that you would do for a year. So going into my sophomore year, I had the nonprofit, I had school, I had APs for the first time, I had tennis. And so at that point, it was so much. And then since I'd already been going, 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 it kind of blew up. What a full plate. Holy (laughs) moly. Who are you? (laughs) You're unbelievable. Yeah. But then you're right. Like you do have to kind of like slow down the awesomeness for a second sometimes like it's awesome and it's so and it's cool that you accomplished all that but then you're like okay but am I am I doing okay inside yeah you still need time for you yeah just some stillness and like you seem to be very very self-aware when did you recognize that this was not going well for you that you needed to pull back Yeah, so I have a blood disorder called sickle cell anemia. And when I really realized that this was going the wrong way is when I had a crisis due to that. So crises usually come from a plethora of different causes. It can be over-exercising, it can be stress, it can be dehydration. So there's a lot of things, but I knew at that point it was because I was playing in tennis very intensely, but also was very stressed out from school and my extracurriculars. And so that crisis kind of made me stop. And unfortunately, that wasn't the end of it. It wasn't the turning point. It actually spiraled for a little bit, getting worse because I was out for a week. And so then I had, you know, more things on my plate. So that was kind of the point where I realized like this is going in the wrong direction, but I didn't take the initiative at that point to change it. So yeah, I realized it, but didn't change it quite yet. Wow. So how did you make it through that then? How did you make it through the spiraling? So after that and the next couple weeks, it kind of became too much. It became, I was very anxious all the time. I had so much to do. I had to catch up. And so it was probably a couple weeks and then I had to start taking things off my plate and I really stripped down to almost 
doing none of my extracurriculars. And at that point, I had to change my school situation around. So I was really kind of did a 180 from what my life was having all these extracurriculars, doing tennis, doing the nonprofit, doing school to being at home, doing kind of a homeschool situation with my school and then not doing tennis, not doing all of my extracurriculars. So I got to that place. And when I was there, then I had a lot more time to be with myself. In that time, it was a lot of just going through the emotions, but then also going through my thought processes and understanding why was I putting so much on my plate? Why was I pushing myself so hard? What was I trying to attain? And so over the next probably three months from when that initial incident happened, it was a lot of time to myself. It was a lot of time where I just spent reflecting and analyzing what went wrong. In that time, there were a lot of things that I learned about myself, learned about how I was defining success, learning about how I was coping with stress and things of that nature. And so, yes, I think the time to myself was really what got me through it. And then I was able to make that shift to change. You are so impressive. I hope you know that. (laughs) I'm so impressed with you. Um, I want to know if you used any sort of counseling, uh, just for any teens listening, what are like tangible things that you could suggest that were helpful for you? I'm super fortunate to have had such a good team around me. My parents were super supportive. My school was super supportive. So I was really fortunate with that. In my freshman year, I had started therapy. um, And so I had been in therapy before. And then I had during that time also seen a psychiatrist. So there was a lot of people that were working with me to work through this time in my life. And I think one of the most supportive things was my friends, my like immediate support circle. Um, and I think I've been thinking about what made them so good during that time. And it was really their unique ability to hold space for people, which I didn't even realize was a skill that you could have or that they had at that time. Now looking back, I completely understand like, oh, that's why that was so helpful. That's why that made me feel okay. That's why I constantly went back to these people because they were uniquely good at being able to hold space. And by holding space, meaning let letting me feel through everything without judgment, without even trying to, even if it's well-intentioned, change anything or make anything better, but just holding there and be, holding that space and letting me feel through it and let, letting me go through it, asking questions for me to understand what I was feeling and not trying to fix anything, just letting me be. And so I think... There was also that aspect of that that helped me get through it was having a support system around me that was really good at holding space for me. And that's really unique, I think, because as teens, 
or even adults. I don't even think we know how to do that. So it was a super unique skill that my support system had, which made me feel really good as I was able to get through that time. I love that you're saying that. And I think one thing that we can all take away from this though, too, is even if your friends maybe don't have that ability, sometimes if you are hearing this and are thinking, that's what I need. Like you can tell people, Hey, I'm going to tell you some stuff and I just need you to like, listen to me and I don't need any advice. I just need somebody to hear me. And so that's some way, a way that we can help ourselves is by coaching somebody else with what we need. I love that you're sharing that. I think that's beautiful. And how, how lucky are you that you had such beautiful friends that were able to do that for you? Cause so many teens are like struggling with their friendships. Like how beautiful that your friends are able to do that for you. I like have, chills. I'm so grateful for that for you. And not to mention, I mean, that is incredibly valuable. But for me, what I took away was I want to now be that kind of friend to someone else. Because often you don't know how to support someone who's having a hard time. And you think, what would I want someone to do? And if someone's never experienced this, they wouldn't know the right steps and to support someone else. So that's what I'm hearing right now is like, You know, I would think I'd say, like, come on, get out of the house. Let's go dancing. Let's go do something. But recognizing what are your needs and would it be okay if I just sat here and held your hand and, like, just loved you through it? Just really understanding someone's needs and asking them instead of pushing them to think what what could help them. But just letting them, like, be through it. That's so beautiful. And I'm so thankful you shared that. I think a lot of people, this will open their eyes as to how to help someone through a difficult situation. Yeah. Yeah. I think when people around us are in pain, we want to help alleviate it. Yeah. Um, but a lot of the times there are situations in which we can't. And so the only thing we can do is just help them be and help them feel. Yeah. I think it's a really unique and important skill to have where sometimes we don't have to fix it. We just have to let them feel it and let them have the space to feel it and not be so worried that they have to end up taking care of us instead of us taking care of them. Yeah. Awesome. You seem like you're in a much better place at this point. What are some things that you've learned from this experience? Like what have you really changed to care for yourself at this point? There's a lot of things that I've learned from that experience that I'm continuing to learn. I think one of the biggest ones, I learned a lot about self-awareness and critically thinking about things, as well as defining success by my own metrics. And I'll probably start with the success aspect of it. I live in a town, in a city that is super competitive when we look at testing scores, when we look at the amount of AP classes kids in high school are taking. I know that last year when I was working with uh, people in the walkout, they were taking six APs, getting like perfect grades. So we hold, I know at least for students in my community, holds ourselves such a high standard. And I think during that time where I was just kind of deciding where do I want to go from here, it was without any expectations and external influences, figuring out what did I want and was what I was doing worth it? That's the main thing. It was redefining success and defining it in a way that was only influenced by me. Um, That was probably the most 
impactful thing I learned. Um, and I also learned, yeah, a lot about self-awareness. I learned about myself and learning about what I wanted to do and also where my own thinking was going wrong, learning to really check in with myself and catch myself when I'm saying, no, you're spiraling here. This is not actually, you know, as big as you're making it out to be, or no, this isn't actually an all or nothing situation. I'm sure there's a way where you'll be okay. Those two things are the biggest things that I learned during that time was to really have the self-awareness to catch and recognize my own patterns, and then also defining success in a way that would be healthy for myself. That's going to be so valuable for you to have throughout your life. I've been thinking of this whole time. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, if you're learning this at 15, oh, you've got the brightest future ahead of you. <laughs> it is so helpful to be able to really take a good look at yourself and check in, so... So awesome. I just feel like what you're learning now, you can apply into every aspect of your life going forward. So through your different experiences that you went through, did that influence your choice to start up this Instagram and this YouTube channel? I think when I first started my YouTube channel, it was kind of interesting. I was thinking about how I was going to answer this um, earlier because I, although I'm very proud of the work that I've done on my YouTube channel, I think I started it right as I was starting the upswing and getting better. Um, but it was, I don't think it was all processed through. And so I was having this conversation actually on <laughs> my Instagram where I was talking about social media and how we share the things that are difficult to us, but in a way that's productive and that in a way that's actually impactful and that it's not just putting it all out there with no resolution, with no, you know, process to it. I think I'm very proud of my YouTube channel and I want to start creating more content in which I use my experiences to create a specific impact. As for my Instagram, I'm actually very proud of the work I'm doing there because of the conversations I'm able to have. I've started to create a really good community in which I can talk about everything from politics to mental health to empathy and how we hold space for people to all these other things. And I think using social media in a way where you can have those conversations is so impactful and I think has made me enjoy social media so much more because now I am following people who are having those conversations and prompting me to look inwards and think as well as starting those conversations. So as I listen to you, I just feel so much positivity coming from you. I'm wondering if you feel like you're kind of, I hate to even say this, but kind of happy that you went through what you did to help you self-discover and find this passion in you to help teach others. Um, I think I, don't know if I say I would be happy that I went through what I did, but I think it's part of my story. And I think it was a point in my life and a journey that I had to go through and that I'm very fortunate that I went through early because if, and I talked about this with my parents, if this had happened later and I was redefining success and all of these things later in life, when I had already started on a specific trajectory, um, 
it would have been more difficult. There would have been more things to lose. There would, be, would have been more pressures. And so I think I am fortunate enough that I was able to go through it at this specific time with the people that were around me at this time in my life and where I was able to take what I've learned and what I am learning and use that to shape where I'm going um, and where I want to be. I love that. Me too. You have taught me so much. (laughs) Seriously, just listening to you, there's so many awesome things that you have to say and you have such a gift of language. I feel like you are so well-spoken and so thoughtful about the way that you choose to talk about this. It's like very healing to hear you talk about some of these things that I've struggled with and it's very healing and very helpful for you to give me language that I don't know necessarily how to say, but it's so awesome that you're sharing really positive ways of talking about mental health and helping everyone to realize that it's okay and it's very, very normal to go through these things. And it's not something that makes you any less of a person. Anyone who's listening to you is going to feel that there is some serious impressiveness in you, but then you've also had this other struggle. And that's part of what makes you awesome, like that you went through this struggle, you've learned this language, you've learned these beautiful words, and you have such a way of speaking. I... I wish that I had that gift and I love being able to speak with people like you so that I can enjoy hearing the awesome things you have to say. I want to hear about what your future plans are because I feel like you have really pared down and you know what you're doing right now, but I feel like you're also somebody who's pretty motivated and has some plans in in the works. So what do you got planned for the future? Um, I have many plans for the future. I think I right now am focusing on a couple different things um in terms of activism and advocacy i'm continuing to work with uh the nonprofit that i started with other student activists last year so that's called students for social change and then i have a couple other advocacy projects which have to do with disciplinary reform and how that works in tandem with mental health issues and how that affects kids with mental health issues. So also working in those avenues to see that change kind of institutionally. And then as for social media and that type of content, I want to continue creating on my Instagram, continuing to have these conversations with others and with the community that I'm starting to create. And Hopefully between all of that craziness, just have some fun and grow up and do normal yeah. high school kid things. And yeah. Yeah. You, you are still a kid. You're 15. That is awesome. Watch out world. You are coming for us. You, I fully support everything you're doing and I can't wait to continue to watch how you kind of shape the world in your own way. I'm so impressed. Where can our teens and listeners find you? Yes, yeah, so they can find me my on my Instagram and YouTube. So my YouTube and Instagram are actually both just my name. Put that into YouTube. You should find me. Um, you can, if you want to follow more of my activism and advocacy work, the nonprofit has a page. So we have our Instagram page, which is students, the number four, social change. And then we also have a website, which is students 
normal spelling of four, socialchange.org. So those are all the places you can find me. And if you have any questions, I answer through email or if you DM me on Instagram. So those are where you can find me. Thank you so much for being a wonderful resource for other teens. We've learned so much, and I have no doubt that anyone who listens to this will be touched and to be able to take so much away from this. Thank you for your time, Madan. Thank you so much for having me. We love our Tales from Teens episodes. If you are a teen or young adult that would like to share your story with other young listeners, we would love to hear from you. Thank you so much for joining us today. Please click to subscribe and join us on Instagram. We'll see you next time on Becoming.